0: Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAm Sports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for
1: any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D i g i t e x. xca on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chat.
2: Patrick Maroon has been traded to the New Jersey Devils. The latest now for a third-round pick and a prospect. Elliott Friedman reporting that it's an NCAA player. We don't have a name yet, so we'll keep an eye on that. Also, big trade between the Rangers and Lightning. Uh, Ryan McDonough and J.T. Miller go to the Lightning for Libor Hayek and Brett Howden who were the first two picks for Tampa Bay in 2016, 27th and 37th overall. Also, Vladislav Nemesnikov, a 2018 first-round pick, and a conditional second-round pick. That's what's being reported by Bob McKenzie. So one player off the Lightning roster, two pretty uh, high prospects, and then two draft picks.
3: Yeah, it's a lot, but as we talked about just a little bit ago, the Tampa Bay Lightning are going all-in. They have got a very good hockey club. Bob Stoffer has talked a lot as of late about how deep they are in prospects. And because of good drafting and good development in their in their system, they're able to move younger prospects away and get stuff for the present. And they certainly have made themselves a better hockey club.
1: Reed Wilkins. Not trading George, Johnson is big as well because he is a big-time playoff performer. He's almost a point-per-game player in the playoffs. So I think uh, that's a big win for them.
2: Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in Rogers Place. Brendan Ulrich back at the 630 Chet Studio. We're going to join Jack Michaels here in about 45 seconds. Some guests on Oilers now get gift certificates from Japanese Village, three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. Our text line to 630-630 presented by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. All right, Jack. Jack Michaels still buzzing from his outstanding call of last night's overtime slash shootout thriller between the Oilers and the Ducks. Jack, you're on with Reed and Rob. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Obviously, it it went right down uh, to the wire. And, uh, you know, Patrick Maroon is moving on. So it's... uh you know, it's funny. You said Vlad Demetskov. I mean, he's he's a player in his own right, Now he's cooled off a little bit. But uh, you know, that that player they subtracted, uh, you know, is is not chopped liver. So it's it's a big haul for the New York Rangers. I th- I think the Rangers uh, did well, and obviously, uh, Tampa Bay felt like they needed to beef up their blue line in a big way, and they did that.
3: I agree with you. I think New York Rangers did very very well. They they came out and. Glenn Sayther and their GM there came out and told the fans that we are going to get younger, we're going to get faster and there's going to be some changes coming up and they certainly have. I thought they won the, the, the Rick Nash trade and they certainly got a huge haul here. So in a matter of a couple of days, they certainly revamped what their future looks like in New York.
1: Yeah, Jack- and, and again, I picked the extra defenseman now. It's being reported, guys, and I don't know whether you've talked about it yet, that the prospect as part of the third-rounder in 2019, by the way, I think that's going to be a 2019 draft pick for the Edmonton Oilers. The Devils don't have a third this year, but they have two next year. And then J.D. Dudek, who just completed his third year at Boston College, or is in the midst of his third year, I should say, at Boston College, is the prospect coming back to the Oilers a sixth rounder in 2014? That's at least what's being reported.
2: Yeah, that's what uh, that that's what I see out there as well. So JD Dudek, uh, like Jack said, at Boston College, and uh, just checking his uh, he
1: 30 goals is... last year. Read, and again, he's in the midst of his you know in the midst of what would be considered in the states his junior season, his third year. Uh, and he's got six goals, seventeen points in thirty-three games. So production slight ball well, His production has basically uh, been the same the last couple years at BC, but obviously a premier program and uh, an undersized player, 5'11", 185. But just looking at you know just initial reports, read, I'm not going to you know pretend like I know a lot about him, but a quick player and a guy that plays with a ton of pace, and that's something that Peter Shirelli mentioned as a continuing theme leading up to this deadline.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's gone a little bit back and forth. At first it was uh, maroon for a third and a prospect, and then we just saw that it was just a third and now it's a prospect, but a lot of speculation it is J.D. Dudek. Again, uh, as we often see here, guys, uh, a lot of things announced by, uh, by media who might be uh, connected to people handling uh, these, these uh, trade requests as they go into the NHL office. Neither team has put anything out yet. Uh, but it does look like Patrick Maroon on his way to the New Jersey Devils. As Jack mentioned, a third rounder in 2019. The Devils have two of those and a prospect possibly, J.D. Dudek, who's playing at uh, at Boston College. Uh, Jack, it's been, uh, obviously there was, as, as often happens on trade deadline, there, there was a, a period of uh, uneventfulness and now things have uh, picked up obviously with the Oilers doing something uh, the trade you talked about between the Lightning and the Rangers uh, what else really stands out to you today obviously Evander Kane goes from Buffalo to San Jose uh, I, I love that trade as does Rob Paul Stasty going to the uh, to the Winnipeg Jets uh, what's on your mind today
1: well as far as Evander Kane and I, I, it's funny we were talking about Kane last night on the plane And, uh, you know, I'd be curious to see what you and Rob felt. I mean, we were thinking there's two teams that would have made sense for Evander Kane in terms of, you know, potential disruption being completely mitigated. And one of those teams fell out of playoff contention within the last three or four weeks. Actually, both, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Chicago i think was one and they went the anthony Duclair route rather than bring in a guy like evander Kane. and again they fell out of playoff contention but the other team left standing that you think has a real solid veteran presence and a certain core in that room where evander kane's not going to step in any toes is the san jose sharks and they need him they play a cycle game evander kane generates a ton of chances off the cycle Uh, And so, you know, I I think there's a fit there for San Jose. You know, again, uh, we're also talking about a a guy whose production has tailed off significantly in recent weeks, Uh, not unlike, for that matter, you know, Patrick Maroon. So you can say, well, certainly the distractions, um, you know, could play a factor. But, I mean, I think Kane's got something along the lines of five goals and six points in his last 23. So, you know whether or not he can jumpstart his season again and give the Sharks the lift they desperately need remains to be seen. But I do think there's a fit there. And when you look at San Jose and the roster they have right now, they need a little more offensive juice in their lineup, or they're not going to get to the finish line. They're going to run out of games. There's there's the team that I think if if Calgary can get Mike Smith healthy that maybe the Flames could reel in and pass in the Pacific Division
3: standings. No, and what you say all makes sense. I still, from just all the reports, the baggage that Evander Kane brings is just too much for me. And I, I know that they've Do you got think a strong... it's
1: mitigated by the San Jose room, though, Rob? In a room like that, as opposed to a younger group. That's why we were talking San Jose-Chicago. I mean, you've been there. You tell me.
3: I, I, still, I still think it's a disruption. I mean... Th- from every account that I've ever heard about Evander Kane and the things that you see, he comes across as a very selfish player. And even if you've got a strong, strong leadership in your dressing, we've seen uh, Avery in Dallas. Now, I don't consider Kane to be as bad as Avery was, but he tore that team apart, Avery did. So I, I understand and I do believe that a strong veteran leadership makes a difference. But still, I, I mean, it's a risky move bringing in someone that if you've got a uh, a core that you feel is very good, if you've got a chemistry that you feel is very good, to bring in someone that can disrupt that type of chemistry. Now, having said that, uh, and I know that John Shannon was on here earlier, the, the San Jose Sharks never, ever filled the loss of Patrick Marleau. as as far as offense and goals from the wing. And they've been desperate for that. And it is a tight, tight race in in the Western Conference. And one little slip, uh, uh, you know, a three or a four-game losing streak can knock you completely out because it seems like teams keep picking points up. And the San Jose Sharks and Doug Wilson knew that they had to do something. I'm just not a fan of Evander Kane.
1: Yeah, know, and I hear you. I, I think, I think this move does rob. I mean, to your point, it does certainly reek of desperation. But as I read the San Jose situation right now, and I look at the standings, and there are a lot of Western Conference teams backing up, and San Jose is one of them. I mean, right now you've got Colorado and, and St. Louis backing up in a big way. St. Louis is in a free fall, and obviously they're now. You know, that, that's going to be a tough thing to overcome as far as their players knowing that, you know, the management doesn't believe we can get to the finish line. So I don't know whether they can recover. But the Sharks, you know, when you look at their lineup, you know, again, I, I don't know whether they can get there over the last 18 or 19 games. I know they're in a playoff position right now, and I know they're kind of hanging on. But it's not like Marty Jones has been lights out this year either. So I just... You know, it's a real balance, and I, you know, I, I certainly respect what, what you're saying as far as even a veteran team can be ripped apart by, by one bad seed. I just think for the Sharks and in their market, uh, the desperation to make the postseason is real, and they must feel that they absolutely needed some sort of life in their attack. Because, and it also tells me Thornton isn't coming back anytime soon. And Joel Ward's another guy that you know whose offense has dried up, and you know whenever they get him back, I, I don't know whether it's going to be there. But they did give up a lot to get him, and that's the other thing we're not talking about with the Sharks. And for a team that you know is a little barren right now in the cupboard, uh, that may come back to haunt them if it, it does not pan out the way they anticipate it will.
3: And that, that's my point too on that one. And it's funny you talk about the, the teams backing up in the Western Conference. You talk about you know St. Louis and Colorado both backing up. Anaheim in, the, in over the weekend got one point against two teams completely out of the playoff picture. You talk about San Jose backing up. Really, the Western Conference right now, at one point all those teams, it looked like you know 96, 98, 100 points was going to get you in the playoffs. That's a number of teams that are backing up, and you got the Calgary Flames who are without their number one goaltender. So it's whatever team backs up the least amount right now looks like it's going to be the team that's going to uh, steal a spot because Dallas, again, they have not played well as of late either.
1: Yeah, right. it's, a, it's a ripe opportunity for someone. I mean, if, if Colorado could find a way to get hot, I think a four- or five-game winning streak gets you right back in the thick of things if you're one of those teams that's sitting there three or four points out because, again, the goaltending issues – for a number of these teams, I mean, John Gibson, there's no, there's no word on when he'll return. And look, Ryan Miller has played exceptionally well, but did the workload get to Miller a little bit last night? And they've got four days off, so that'll help Ryan Miller out a little bit. But I think it does. I mean, he had 44 saves a few days ago. 36 the night before he played Edmonton. I mean, he's logged a lot of minutes, and I think at age 37, and the hard miles he's put on the odometer, I think that starts to catch up with you.
2: All right, Jack, thanks for checking in, buddy. A lot to talk about Uh, Patrick Baroon traded to the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Have a good call tomorrow, buddy. I'll talk to you before then, though.
1: Appreciate it. Take care.
2: Jack Michaels, play-by-play voice for your Oilers broadcast here on 630 Chet on the Oilers Radio Network. So Patrick Maroon to New Jersey for a third-round pick in 2019 and a prospect. The name of the prospect has not been confirmed. There's speculation it could be 22-year-old right shot forward J.D. Dudek from Boston College. However, uh, again, he's probably one of the most Googled names in Edmonton right now, but we are not sure that that's the guy. I,
3: I hope it's him because I like his name, J.D. Dudek. (laughs) That's <laughs> just a fun name to say. I can't wait for him to get here. Hopefully it's him. It is
2: 146. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown. At Rogers Place, special trade deadline coverage. We'll take a quick timeout, and then we're coming right back. When you want to fly your
0: Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place: ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic. Hand-signed memor. So, no matter who you cheer for, Pro Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on Saint Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on
2: Oilers Radio. Six thirty, Chad. Okay, so Bob McKenzie reporting that the prospect going from New Jersey to Edmonton as part of the Maroon trade is indeed J.D. Dudek. The Oilers also getting a third-round pick in 2019. Patrick Maroon sent to the New Jersey Devils. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown at the Hall of Fame room inside Rogers Place. And uh, Bob Stauffer joining us on the phone from San Jose. Bob?
0: Well, so I guess we have the trade, and I guess that maybe tells us the valuation in the player, right?
3: You guys surprised at it or what? Um, what? I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying is it wasn't as big a splash as everybody was hoping for and expecting for as you, you know a third rounder and a player that you know not someone that is a household name or someone that you really know a whole lot about shows you what the what the market was for a Patrick Maroon.
0: Well, the Oilers uh, have now got three prospects with Boston College as we speak. Capelli Rassinen, who's gone completely cold offensively since having a very impressive World Junior Championship. Uh, Rassinen was a six-round draft choice back in 2016. Uh, Graham McPhee uh, has been a bit of an offensive surprise, frankly. Uh, He's a fifth-round pick in 2016. He's got 12 goals this year and 21 points. And I think the concern that's going to be out there on uh, on Dudek is the fact that he has not really... Uh, progressed offensively last year, 13 goals in 40 games at BC, 22 points. Right now, six goals, um, 17 points in 33 games. And Boston College, obviously, has been a traditional powerhouse over the higher-end prospects have traditionally been at Boston University. So we're going to have to wait uh, for Peter Chiarelli. You guys will likely have him on uh, in terms of, you know, is, is it specific because this guy's a penalty killer? What exactly is his role? You know, at that size, he has to be able to skate. You don't play, Reed, you know, Reed and uh, Rob, as you guys know. You don't play in the NCAA in a school like that once you can move. So he's got to be able to skate. But it also tells you a bit about, guys, the overall market for Patrick Maroon. And I think that you guys know the numbers. Maroon's numbers when he was with Connor McDavid were good. When he was not on Connor McDavid's line, Patrick Maroon, when he was not with McDavid, when he was away from McDavid. Uh, points per 60 produced like a fourth line player this season. And that makes it a challenge in terms of the potential odds at return. So, you know, my hope was that Tampa Bay, who went huge, obviously, getting McDonough and Bell, unbelievable trade by them. My hope was then the Oilers would be in a position where they could uh, get uh, one of those five Tampa second-round drop choices. Instead, the Oilers get a third and basically another guy who's uh, at this stage of the game a long-shot prospect.
2: All right, so uh, Maroon going to the New Jersey Devils. The Oilers get a third rounder in 2019, JD Dudek. He is 22, just turned 22 at the end of January uh, in his third year at Boston College. Last year he had 13 goals in 40 games. This year he has six in 33, 5'11, about 185 pounds. So uh, we'll get uh, more information on him throughout the day and on inside sports. Tonight, that is the uh, only activity for the Oilers today after trading away Davidson and uh, Latestu on the weekend. And, uh, Bob, obviously we expect to see Pontus Aberg in the Oilers lineup tomorrow night when they take on the San Jose Sharks. It's going to be interesting to see what he brings. Obviously, fast with some skill, but consistency a big issue.
0: Well, some might say the same with Baruch. Right, consistency. All right, you're good when you're playing with Connor. what you do when you're not around him? So, uh, you know, I, I personally like the A-Berg pick, and I like the A-Berg pick up because it was $650,000 cap as well. The owners are going to need some young chief guys. I mean, for fans, look, they're going to be happy. We do you know it. Broad, you know it. They're happy with the return on Brandon Davis. If you're in a player you got on waivers in a third-round pick, they're going to be, uh, you know, I chose the importance of center. Uh, in character because Mark Latesca has both of those things. That guy that can sort of play in you know, lots of different roles. Uh that Edmonton ultimately got a better short term return for Mark Latescu than they did for a guy that scored twenty seven goals last year. It's kinda hard to believe. Uh I'm I'm really excited to see what Abra has got an opportunity here. He's got a chance. I, I, I I'm gonna tell you right now, people squatted him in as a bottom six forward. I believe Pontius Aber will fight a top nine forward. I don't see him as a fourth liner. I see him as a guy that's going to be a middle six forward for the Edmonton. it to be very interesting to see where he flies moving forward.
3: Well, they're going to give him every opportunity, and, and we saw last year in the playoffs, and it was a small sample size, but we saw in the playoffs that he has skill, he's got speed. He, he, I mean, there's a bu- couple of beautiful plays that he made in the playoffs, but he's got to do it on a consistent basis. And it, it's there's going to be an opportunity here in Nashville. They're a very good hockey club. They're they making a push this year. They, they were very close last year, obviously losing in the finals. So the, the opportunities were not as plentiful there. But when you're coming to a team that is this far out of the playoffs, that is shedding veterans, and they need his contract in their lineup, they are going to give him every opportunity to shine. So I would expect that he's going to get minutes with uh, with a McDavid, minutes with a dry settle. players of that ilk to see what he's capable of doing.
2: All right, it's yeah. 1.54. Bob Stauffer, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, special NHL trade deadline coverage. Portion of Oilers now brought to you by World Floor Coverings. Tell them Oilers now sent you and received two times the air miles, reward miles on your flooring purchase. Uh, we also got to get this day in Oilers history in for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years, offering great deals in February and March on all-inclusive package tours to the Riviera Maya for 1295 and Puerto Vallarta for 1207 Call
1: New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Brendan, what do you have today? We go back to 1992. The Oilers swing a deal with Chicago, sending Joe Murphy to the Blackhawks for Igor Kravchuk and Dean McCammon. All right, this day
2: in Oilers' history for New West Travel, uh, who have spectacular travel deals in February and March. One-week, all-inclusive package tours to Cana for $1,430 and Cuba for 1265 Call the friendly staff at New West Travel or go online
3: at newwesttravel.com. I was there in Chicago. I was playing for them at that point. And a couple of... I mean, Dean McCammon, he was... I think I might have been his first roommate in the National Hockey League. He was a great kid. Great kid. And, and Igor, uh, he was a solid defenseman. He was a lot of fun, too. All right.
2: Uh, okay, so here's what we're going to do. we are gonna break for the 2 o'clock news. We're gathered here. A lot of media now in the uh, Oilers Hall of Fame room inside Rogers Place. We are... Uh, expecting to hear from Oilers General Manager Peter Shirelli at some point. We will uh, bring you that news conference whenever it happens. I haven't seen anything about a time uh, being announced yet, but uh, we expect that he'll take to the podium and he'll be able to update you on his trade deadline activity, uh, trading Davidson, trading Letestu, and now today trading Patrick Maroon goes to the New Jersey Devils for a third-round pick in 2019 and prospect J.D. Dudek, who is currently playing for Boston College, he's a right shot forward. Uh, I don't know if Bob's still there. Bob, but we'll reconnect with you later. He sure. might be gone. Right. Okay, that is Bob Star for checking in. So those are the three deals by the Oilers. And by the way, we got a full trade tracker on everything that has happened today on 630Ched.com. And uh, significant deals... Ryan McDonough and J.T. Miller to the New York Rangers for Vladislav Nemesnikov, a first-rounder, a conditional second-rounder, and good prospects, Brett Howden and Libor Hayek. That's a big one. Thomas Tatar goes from Detroit to Vegas for three draft picks over the next uh, one, two, three, four years, all the way up to 21. Thomas Vanek goes to Columbus from Vancouver. UC Jokinen is going to join his fourth team. He's traded to Vancouver. The Sharks get a Vander Kane, and the Winnipeg Jets get Paul Stastny. Again, full tracker on 630Ched.com.
3: I was giggling as you were counting to four with your fingers.
2: <laughs> well, i got to use something. <laughs> all right. Coming up to the 2 o'clock news, our special trade deadline coverage will continue.
0: Oilers Now with Bob Offer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.